You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode 11, all about resolutions. Welcome to Heart Food Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, nutritional therapy practitioner and private chef. This is a show that tells you the truth about food, nutrition, your body, your body image, and your mind all with a hefty dose of real talk. This show is meant to inspire you and make you feel more confident and comfortable in your own skin. Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in to Heart Food Podcast this week. I'm super excited for this episode because I always am so happy at the onset of a new year. Not necessarily happy, but like hopeful and so anticipatory. And I just feel like there's so much possibility. And I love mapping out the next year and kind of um, seeing where it can take me and really putting in positive intentions. But it has not always been that way. And we'll get into that in the episode along with what I think about resolutions and how I think they're kind of BS, and some better things that you can do that are not so overwhelming and that are not so difficult to accomplish. It doesn't have to be so hard. I feel like that's the vibe surrounding resolutions. Like on this day, I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this. And what happens is that we don't really end up doing a lot of them sometimes. So I'm going to be talking about all those different things, how you can set intention for the new year, how you can create the feelings that you want for the year. And you guys, it's going to be a great year. I just have such a good feeling about 2018. I'm also 32 now. Uh, I turned 32 in September a couple months ago. And for some reason, even when I was little, I always knew that 32 would be a big year for me. And I have felt a big shift happening in me in the last several years and I'll talk about that in a second but really positive episode coming at you now and before we get into it I wanted to as always remind you that um, I'm just laughing because this is what I do every single week but I wanted to remind you that you can find the show notes for this episode anything that I'm going to mention you can find at ashleypardo.com if you go to the blog section you'll see that I list all of the episodes there along with anything that's mentioned or links or it's pretty comprehensive, a pretty good description. And if you have a question for the podcast, I'm going to be doing a lot more Q&A episodes. I know there's so many questions that surround the topics that I talk about. And you can send your questions to heartfoodpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to sign up for my newsletter, which I love writing and that's really the place where I kind of give the latest information. <laughs> um, but really, the I kind of give my newsletter list the an early start to kind of what's going on. I do a lot of personal writing. It's a lot more intimate than let's say Instagram or even on the website, the newsletter is definitely the most intimate place that I write. And a lot of people tell me that it is the best newsletter they get. I really put a lot of thought into it and effort. So 
would love for you to sign up for that, especially this coming year, because there's going to be a lot of good things happening in my business this year. And that's where you're going to find out, you know, everything that's happening. And also be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review, which is confusing. You can go into your phone, go into the Purple Podcast app, search for Heart Food Podcast, even if you are subscribed, and you click on my face, <laughs> and because it's on the cover, and you give a rating and review on the bottom of like the homepage of Heart Food Podcast in the podcast app on the phones. And I think that's it for the show notes this week. I've been so excited and so happy with all of the episodes that have been coming out. I'm just like so proud to know the women that I've been bringing on. I'm like, man, look at these people that I'm surrounding myself with. It's really awesome. And I think it's essential to surround yourself with those types of people, people that can really understand you, people that can see you for who you really are and that you have mirrored mindsets. Like I really think that that's so important and that's going to be a big focus of mine this next year and I'll get into that. But I'm just so proud to have the women that I've had on so far. A lot of good other women coming and men. Um, Just really feeling the women these days. And just like when I look at my Instagram profile and I see all their faces, I'm like, wow. This is pretty awesome. So you can definitely, this is episode 11, but you can definitely go back and listen to the other ones if you haven't. They are awesome. I also love doing the solo episodes too. And I just got a pop filter. So getting, we're upgrading and we're trying to make it better every single episode. But when we talk about resolutions and definitely for me in my whole life, I always thought that like magically once January 1st came, I would be this new person that actually like wanted to do the things that I wanted to do. Because let's be honest, it's hard to do those things. And most of the time we don't want to do these things that are difficult and that are hard and that we set up for ourselves. Like sometimes it's really uncomfortable to do them. And we think like, okay, I'm just going to eat whatever I want. I'm not going to move. I'm just going to like have fun and whatever. And that's great if you feel good doing that. But I know for me, I never felt good doing that. I would get to January 1st. I would feel like shit. I would um, definitely not want to do any of those things. But there's this like weirdness surrounding the resolutions because we think that, like I said, that we're just magically going to turn into this other person who is going to want to do these goals. And these things are like the work that's going to be needed in order to achieve these things. And I would like make a list of all these things that I wanted to do and things that I wanted to accomplish when on December 31st, I was doing none of them. So it was really overwhelming to try to keep up with all these stringent things, because even though I kind of would let myself go, I was always a control freak. Still kind of am, if you can't tell. You know, but yeah, I'm a person that is in, that likes to be in control. So I would set myself up for all of these different things and I wouldn't want to do any of them and it would be so overwhelming and I just, none of them would get done. I would just give up really early. And I think that that's what happens. I think that we set ourselves up for too many things that are really far away that we don't know how to get to. And then 
it's too overwhelming and it seems too insurmountable and difficult to do them. So we just give up. And then the years continue in um, the same way that they've always been, which is fine. But I have always had a thirst for growing personally, professionally, in my relationships, just in everything that I do. I have this need to grow as a person. That's how I feel fulfilled. And it's just really, really a priority for me. And it hasn't been until the last couple of years that I've really shifted the way that I think about resolutions and shifted the way that I want to go into different years. Because I've realized after many, many, many attempts of going through what I just talked about that that doesn't really work. So I'm like, okay, if that doesn't work, then there has to be a better way. And there is. But for me personally, these past couple, this year has been... uh, the best year in a really long time for me, uh, 2014, 15, kind of like 2012 to a couple years ago were really tough years for me. I I was not in a good place and I've kind of talked about this before. Um, but I was definitely like in a depression and I just didn't feel like myself at all. And I didn't let it affect my work or anything. Um, like I wasn't incapacitated from it, but I definitely would go through my dark moments where I didn't want to get out of bed and I didn't want to see anybody and I wanted to isolate myself and I would cry a lot. And I felt like honestly a shell of this person that I know that I am. And it, I don't even know exactly what, uh, what, um, was the onset of that. I think it was just me getting into business and realizing how hard it is and getting burnt out and just feeling like I couldn't have any fun and really not living a balanced life. And these are all things that I'm going to talk more about um, probably at a later time, but I was also eating super low carb. I was doing a lot of Uh, CrossFit and really high intensity exercise and I wasn't feeling myself properly. So like, I feel like I also physically felt, and this was before I studied nutrition and I knew how to uh, fuel the body properly for different types of exercise. I just thought that, you know, whatever's popular, I'm just going to do that. And that's going to be it for me because this is what everybody else is doing. So it should just work for my body. But The truth is that that lifestyle doesn't really work for my body. And I think that I was not honoring that in that time. And, you know, I think that in life there's seasons and there's an ebb and a flow that happens. And in 2011, I've talked about it, but I was in grad school and then I moved to Europe. So it was just like a really amazing couple years for me. And I really felt that pulse and that flow where it's like, I'm on the right path. And even though it was stressful because there's a lot of work involved and everything, um, I was happy and I felt like that. And then slowly I started, once I really started, um, you know, getting into my business and really focusing on that, I completely isolated myself. I mean, I would still see my friends from time to time, but I was just really overwhelmed and I ended up gaining weight and it, and that was really a mindset thing because I was just not in a good place. And it really has been only this past year that I've kind of emerged from it completely. 
and I feel like my old self again. And again, it's not really something I have talked about a lot. I mean, obviously my friends, my very close friends knew and know actively what I have been going through because they obviously noticed that I was not feeling the same to them. I did not have the same energy. Um, But I can say confidently now that I do feel like that person that I know that I am at my core and I'm feeling very happy lately and I have for the past year. This whole year has been awesome. And my word for this past year for 2017 was shed. And I feel like another reason that I had been going through those tough couple years was because I, for the first time in my life, I think I really started to look at myself and started to see and look into myself to see like, what are your real beliefs about yourself? What are your real beliefs about the world? What have you been trying to stuff down old things from the past? And I looked at that like head on, straight on, not avoiding it, not running from it anymore. And what happens when that, when you choose to do that in your life, which I feel like everybody should do, just kind of face all of their stuff that they try to avoid head on, because if not, it will come back to you in some way, whether it's through an addiction, not like necessarily a really intense addiction, but it comes back in ways where we try to numb those feelings and everything. So I think for the first time in my life, even though I thought I had done it before, I was really looking at all those things up close and I was committed to journaling and like doing my yoga and my meditation. And I really saw those things and I was like, I don't feel good once I'm seeing that. And then also I was like, you know, I'm doing all of these things to try and help myself and none of them are working hundred percent. So I was like, I'm doing my meditation. I'm doing my yoga. I'm, um, did I say journaling, but journaling, like eating perfectly, doing everything you're quote unquote supposed to do. And I felt worse than I ever had. And that's because I've noticed now that it was not balanced, that if you try that hard, that it's never a good sign, that rather all of these practices should fit into a life that is thriving and, you know, that emanates joy. And if you come from that joyful place, then everything kind of falls into place. And that's really, I think, what has been the shift for me is that I have in this past year, I have chosen to be happy no matter what. You know, shit is always going to hit the fan. Things are always going to be going, um, can turn upside down in our lives in an instant. And I understand and I'm cognizant of the fact that obviously some things are, are a lot more intense than others. But I feel like if we choose to be happy and if we choose the way that we want to feel every single day, then things kind of fall in the place, into place and the universe, whatever you want to call it kind of responds to you. And once I figured that out, and once I started really feeling that, that's when things started to change. And uh, my friends have been, you know, telling me like, you feel so good. Um, Like, you have the same energy that you used to have. And they've noticed that I'm coming back in to the person. It's probably the third time I've said it already on this podcast, but who they know that I am at my core. And that word shed was for me to shed my beliefs that were shitty, shitty thoughts about myself, uh, 
crappy, you know, those things that we all think that we're not good enough, that we don't deserve certain things, that we can't have everything that we want, that everyone else can, but for some reason I don't deserve it. I shed all of that bullshit actively, literally like my yoga teacher always tells us. And by the way, she's coming on the podcast on January 3rd. Uh, just drop it to the ground, you know, while at the same time noticing those thoughts and honoring them um, and just kind of being witness to them, but not getting caught up in the story, just dropping them. If a thought doesn't serve me, gone, shed, goodbye. Like they're always going to come up. And I think that's another thing that I realized that I thought that I would just one day wake up if I did all of this work, like um, this self-development work. I thought that I would just never have those thoughts again. And that's never the case. They're going to pop up, but it's really how you respond and react to whatever happens, whether it's in your external life through your job or other people or whatever's going on in the world, or even in your internal life with what you tell yourself and the way that you speak to yourself. So those thoughts will happen sometimes, but like, how am I going to respond to them? I'm going to drop them to the ground. They do not serve me. They have a bad energy. So I'm just going to recognize them and just keep going, keep going positively. And that was the biggest shift that I made. And I cannot tell you what a difference is had that it's made that you don't have to believe all your thoughts. You don't have to go into them. You don't have to do anything about them. Like Susan David says, it's emotions are data, not directions. We don't have to take them down their road to where they want us to go to like a crappy place or whatever. You don't have to. So that was, I cannot, cannot even explain to you how significant that was for me and how good I felt after really realizing that. And I think another thing too with resolutions is that a lot of people go into extremes and the extremes remind me of dieting of this period where you're on or you're off and it's black and it's white instead of just kind of living in a balanced way that's in the gray area as I call it which I will put in the show notes um yeah it's just too many things at once so what I do is like I said I come up with a word and I try to make myself feel that way every single day. And my word for 2018 is bold because through 2017, I really put in a lot of work to shed those old beliefs, but now, and also super excited because my website launched uh, and I launched a brand new business and two businesses actually, because I launched my nutrition practice and I also launched my online business, which... I don't have anything for sale right now, but there is going to be a lot of stuff coming. I launched both of those things. And I think that really felt like it was the right path for me to have those as extra businesses and extra income because I had felt kind of limited in my work as a private chef, even though I love doing that. I love cooking for people. I love my clients and I really love teaching and providing that service, but that is not all that I am. There's so much more to me and so much more that I know I can give the world, including this podcast, that I think can have a a really big lasting impact in so many other areas than than just food. Um, And my word is bold because I'm ready now to 
I just feel it inside of myself that I'm ready to take those big, bold action steps that I need to take. I have taken a lot of action this year. I'm not going to downgrade myself. I really have put myself out there. I started this podcast too, and I've made efforts to meet more people and kind of expand my friend group. And I'm actually joining a really high-level mastermind this year, specifically for people in the health and fitness space. Uh, I'm so happy that I did that. That was a big decision and a huge investment for me. I've never invested this much money into my business. And um, I'm just so excited for that because like I was talking about before, it's really important for me to surround myself with like-minded people. And I know in the past couple of years, there has been people in my life uh, who have been a little bit toxic and maybe not always, but I've been noticing that the way that I feel around certain people in my life just doesn't feel good to me anymore. And, and that's okay. And there's just certain areas of life that are certain times and seasons of life where people are going to be in in with you. I've always heard people say like your people are with you for a reason, a season or a lifetime. I don't know where that's from. It could be from 13 going on 30. (laughs) But I really think that's true. People can be in your life for a little bit for a reason, like something really specific, a season or a lifetime. And that's kind of up to you to decide. And I just noticed like the way that I was feeling being around certain people, even though they had been in my life for a pretty significant amount of time, I just didn't feel as good around them anymore. And that was, that's okay. Once I started voicing this to another super close friend of mine, who is definitely like a lifetime friend, she was like, well, you know what? Like not everybody has to be a best friend. Like you can have people who are acquaintances and like, that's fine too. But the people who I surround myself with like on a daily basis and even on a weekly basis who I give myself to in an intimate way emotionally, which is kind of the way that I like to do friendship is to have like an intimate relationship. Um, It doesn't have to be like that for everybody. And the reason I want to join the mastermind is because I want to be around people just like me that are freaking hungry for life and hungry to grow their business and hungry to make an impact. And that is something that I'm so looking forward to. There's going to be a lot of travel involved for that. I'm taking four trips this year. I also am going to do a Reiki certification, uh, which is energy work, which I'm really into as well. And I'll talk a little bit, a little bit more about that once it comes. So I'm also really excited about the mastermind, obviously, because it's going to grow my business. And when I was back in my corporate job, I was making a certain amount of money that I was, it was okay. And it was fine. Definitely not something that I could live on forever. But once I went out on my own, I started making triple that pretty much immediately. And that was really amazing to me. And business has been really good for me with my private chef work and everything. And in this mastermind, uh, and I kind of got used to making that much money and it's, I've definitely grown throughout the years, but I know in the mastermind that 
I'm going to reach a level of income that I I just feel that for myself for this year that I'm ready to take the type of action that is going to give me an income that I'm scared of. And as I speak this to you, I want you to do the same thing for yourself. As you create goals for yourself, I want you to be a little bit scared of them. And I also want you to view those goals as not this big, unsurmountable thing that you can't, like, where do you even freaking begin to do these goals? But as little tiny steps that you need to take over and over and over and over and over, like millions of steps, but eventually you're going to get to that goal. And that was, that would happen to me a lot where I'd just get too overwhelmed when I would just quit. And that's really why I have an approach to the resolutions where what am I going to do every day? What are the things that I am going to commit to every single day in order to feel the way that I want to feel and get into alignment? If you guys listen to Jess Lively's podcast, that's something that she talks about a lot. I'll link it in the show notes, but she really talks about uh, kind of psyching yourself up and getting your mind and your body into a place where you feel ready to receive, where you're ready to just freaking do the work that you need to do and focus. And that's really what I want to focus on this year is what are the things that I can do to feel great every single day so I can prepare myself to give my best work to the world. So it's really like kind of counterintuitive, I guess, but there's not so much focus on the goal. It's focusing on the feelings and the the daily steps that I need to take in order to be the person that I want to be. And there's a couple of things involved in that. The first thing is writing, where at my core, I really do consider myself a writer. And I feel like that is a huge part of my life. And in Hallie's episode, we kind of talk about this where you declare your truth. And it's really hard for me to say I am a writer um, just because it's not a huge part of my work, even though I feel in my body that it is one of the most important things that I do. I am a writer and I want that to be a bigger part of my business. Um, So I definitely know that I'm going to write every single day. I'm also super committed to my nutrition. I talk about this a lot, but I've just seen such changes in my emotional self and my spiritual self in my physical body, which is just kind of um, the after effect of feeling in alignment, not really forcing the body to get a certain way, but just what can I do every day to feel good? And then through time, you might reach a goal even without trying that hard. Um but for me, my nutrition is super important. I do eat. Um, I don't eat perfectly, obviously. Like that's really not what I'm about. But I am committed to eating in a way that makes me feel amazing. And that's not really so hard for me anymore because it's been a long time. But I want to encourage you that it, you, if you want to do that, to just take it day by day, meal by meal. Ask yourself what your intentions are. Another thing for me, especially this year and for the past couple of years is alcohol. <gasps> alcohol. I have had such a tough relationship with alcohol in the past. I used to be a big time party girl drinking several times for week, per week. And it was definitely part of my identity. I wrote about this to my newsletter subscribers. Maybe I'll kind of talk about it on Instagram. I know I've done a couple Instagram stories about it. 
but alcohol used to be a huge part of my life. I feel like I couldn't, I used to feel like I couldn't have, have fun if I was not drinking alcohol. And I'm definitely going to do a whole episode just about alcohol because there's so much that can be said about it. But these past couple years, I have not really drank and it has been the best thing I've ever done. Maybe not the best thing I've ever done, but it has been one of the best things I've ever done for myself. Because like I said, I used to want to drink to have fun. And again, there's no judgment here. Um, If that's something that you do that works for you, that's awesome. But this is my own personal experience that I went from being somebody whose life kind of revolved around the weekend and alcohol and partying. And like, if I didn't have partying, then I didn't have anything else. And it was very hard for me to make that shift once I kind of stopped drinking because a bunch of my friends knew me as that person who would drink and have a great time and, you know, just be this really crazy fun person. And once I stopped drinking, I'm like, am I just not going to be fun anymore? Is nobody going to want to be around me because I'm not drinking as much? And what happened was that I definitely lost some friendships, not lost them, but they significantly changed. And if you're going through this too, it is okay because it was hard for me in the moment and it's okay because that's what needs to happen. And it's better that you know the truth about that. And I just can't tell you how many things, how many positive things, uh, giving up alcohol has done for me. I don't have hangovers anymore, like ever, which is amazing. Cause I just have shit to do. And I cannot be hungover. And when I would be hungover, even after having just a couple glasses of wine, maybe three glasses of wine, I wouldn't do anything the next day. And then I'd feel gross and I wouldn't want to work out. And it's just like not worth it. And I'm telling you, I feel so much more like myself, so much more in my body, so much more connected to my creativity and my spirituality without alcohol that it's not even hard anymore. I've been to Christmas parties. I hung out with my girlfriends last night. They were having wine. I wasn't. It's just like really not a big deal anymore. Now people kind of know, but it definitely took a couple years for me slowly weaning for people around me to get used to it. And I feel like that's the biggest thing surrounding alcohol is people are like, what? You're not drinking? And the reason that they're like that is because it makes them look at their own drinking. And that can be scary for a lot of people and that can be tough to do, but it can be threatening to people when you don't want to drink, when you don't need alcohol to have a good time or feel like yourself or have fun. And I cannot tell you how centered I feel after eliminating it and waking up every day and just feeling awesome and wanting to move my body. It's just, it's been life changing. And if you're feeling that if you can have like a couple of glasses of wine a day and you feel great and like you're at where you want to be in areas of your life, like that's cool. It doesn't affect many people the same way as it does me. Um, but I'm just very sensitive to it. And I just know that it's something that I just don't really want anymore. Like one of my favorite things to do is go out to dinner with my boyfriend and have wine. You guys, I studied wine. Like I have a wine certificate. I lived in Italy making wine and freaking picking grapes for wine. Like I'm super involved in the wine world or I used to be like in the knowledge and in the pairings and it's beautiful. I still love that whole world, but 
well, so anyway, so I love doing that with my boyfriend because he's really into it too. And he knows that I am. So like we love picking our wine and having a nice dinner and just enjoying each other's company and talking. And a couple weekends ago, we went to Disney World and we booked this restaurant far in advance. And I knew that we were going to have wine that night because it was like a fun date night for us and one of our favorite things to do together. And I had been looking forward to that wine like all day. I was like, I'm going to have that wine and it's going to be awesome. And you know, those stories that you tell yourself. And then I sat down and I started drinking it and I was like, I don't even really want this. And that is an interesting place for me to be in, but I didn't even end up drinking the whole bottle. I mean, not the whole bottle. (laughs) That wouldn't be a big deal, but, um, or it would kind of be a big deal if you, if you did drink a whole bottle, which if you do, that's cool also. But I couldn't even drink the whole glass. And that's kind of where to me is the most comfortable place with food or alcohol is like if you could just take it or leave it like you've had enough you're good and that is a really empowered place to be in so I am going to continue my pretty much alcohol free year I can't even remember the last time I drank after that just because it's not appealing to me in my body anymore uh and, and that's really part of what I know is going to make me have consistent action and is going to make me bring my A game to the table. So that is a big part of feeling the way that I want to feel is really reducing my alcohol intake. Again, going to have an episode about it. But another thing that has really been big for me this year is my connection to something larger. In, in last week's episode with Madison, we talked a little bit about faith and spirituality and the more that more time goes on and the more that I kind of feel more comfortable in myself, the closer I am to that something else out there. I don't even know how to describe it. For me, I think when I think about faith and I think about spirituality and I think of living in a way that I feel connected to everything, to the God inside of a flower to the sky, to rain, to trees, like when you feel that vibrating, pulsating life force that is in everything that's living. To me, I I feel it and I feel it in my work and I feel it around other people. To me, it really is a sense of optimism. It's choosing, again, to feel the way that you want to feel. But even if shit hits the fan, you can say to yourself, this is for my growth. This is for the greater good of my life. I might not see it right now, which is so often the case. Like things can really suck for a while sometimes. And it's hard to see that growth when you're in it. But once you're out of it, I know that I've always been grateful for it. And I can suspect that, that it's like that for you as well. In now that I'm feeling back to myself, um, that I have been feeling back to myself for these past, um, several months, I am grateful for the last few years that were kind of difficult because they really, because I was growing. I was growing like crazy and it was uncomfortable for me and it was hard and it was tough, but I came out of the other side and I'm sure I'll go through another period of growth. But now that I'm aware of that, I won't think of it as badly as I did at the time. But that faith is really 
again, positivity and optimism, because that's really the feeling that I want to live in. I am just not into negativity anymore. I'm not into like the shit talking and that vibe that you feel around people sometimes. I'm just like not into it. I'm not interested in it anymore. And to me, it is the ultimate form of positivity to feel, and I'm not even talking about in a delusional way where people say to say affirmations and like, everything is fine and I'm so happy. It's not like that. It's just like a practical sense where you can say to yourself and you can live in a way that is positive and uplifting and you choose to see things in a positive way and you choose to be happy no matter what. Again, not in a freaky delusional way but in a way that is going to serve you in your life. Um, Another thing is movement. My movement practice this year has been the best I think that I've ever had in my life, mostly because I gave up that really intense exercise, even though I loved it and I do still love it. Uh, I don't really do it that much anymore because my body doesn't feel good afterwards after I do it, but I definitely do still push myself I'm just talking like really super, super, super long workouts that I don't do anymore at all. I've been walking. I've been really committed to my Ashtanga yoga practice, which I try to do every day and some strength training. And that makes me feel great. I don't feel fatigued. I don't feel super tired all the time. Uh, It's just really awesome. So, and I have committed to my movement practice daily. And again, this is why motivation is bullshit and why you are never going to necessarily want to do something. You have to do it when you have to do it regardless. We can't wait until we feel like doing something or until we're ready. And I'll talk about that in a second. But I've been committed to my movement practice, even though I wake up every day and I'm like, I don't want to do this. This is not going to be comfortable. But then I'm so happy that I did it. And it's because I have committed to it. So I say to myself, I'm going to move every day. And then it's just part, it's just what I do now. Instead of having that back and forth, like, am I going to move? I don't know. I'm tired. Excuse after excuse. I just do it. I just get up, go through the motions and I go and I do it. And I have been super, it's just been a big commitment for me. And I really want to carry that feeling into the next year. I also am going to be traveling a lot more and I It's been hard for me, especially these past few years, to really have some fun and to let go and to be free. And that is, I've had it this past year and it has felt so amazing that that is definitely a theme that I want to carry into the next year as well. And I want you to also think about the way that you want to feel. This is so huge. And I wish somebody had told me this a long time ago, but I used to be somebody that I was always after the next goal, the next thing, the next boyfriend, the next purse, the next food, whatever it was, I was on it. And the moment that I realized this, I think I talked about this in my first podcast episode was when I got my master's where I was like, everything's going to be okay. Like, and I'm going to be happy once I get my master's and everything's going to be fine. And then I remember graduating from my master's in the full cap and gown, shaking the dean of the school's hand, looking out at my parents, my sister in the audience, and they're like so happy, like waving at me like, hey, we see you. And me just feeling like, really? Like, that's it? I just got this thing and like nothing's changed. And that is a big thing to realize that 
And it goes back again to choosing to be happy, choosing the way that you want to feel every day before those things happen, before you get the big job, before you get the master's degree, before you get the car that you want, the partner, whatever it is, you have to think of how that thing, how you think that thing is going to make you feel. Okay, so let's say it's a job. Okay, so then you can say like, it's going to make me feel secure and accomplished. But can you feel secure and accomplished right now? Can you cultivate those feelings? Can you? You can, of course. And then there's not so much pressure to do those other things. And there's not that much pressure on that external thing because you've already cultivated those feelings. And once you've cultivated that, you become a magnet for those things to come into your life. If you go around life, and I'm only saying this because this used to be me, I used to go around life thinking that I was broken and there was something missing and I needed something else and like everyone else in the world had this thing that I didn't and that wasn't true. I didn't need anything to feel complete or whole because everybody on this earth is already completed and whole by being alive. That is a birthright to be worthy and as a complete wholehearted person. It's just that we don't know that. We're not told that in society. We're told that we need to buy all this shit. We need to get married and have babies and get this really comfortable job um, that might not be related to what you like to do, but that isn't the way that I want to live. So I want you for this next year to feel, to do the things you need to do every single day to feel the way that you want to feel. This is Danielle Laporte's work too the core desired feelings, uh, write those feelings down. The things that you want in your life, what you want to achieve, how are those things going to make you feel? How do you think they're going to make you feel? Write them down, meditate on them, then feel them. Cultivate those feelings in your body. Make yourself feel them. Dedicate 15 minutes every day to sitting and feeling those things. 15 minutes is really long, is not that long at all. So you can commit to that every day if you want to achieve those things and once you feel those things and you do things that make you feel that way so for example in my exam in me talking about alcohol alcohol makes me feel in a way that I don't want to feel it makes me feel depressed it makes me feel lethargic and tired and those things have nothing to do with how I want to feel which is vibrant and energetic and bold and connected and strong And so that's a really good way to think like, okay, is what I'm doing or who I'm hanging out with or what I'm partaking in and the mental food that I'm feeding myself, does that go along with how I want to feel or not? It's a really simple question, but that is so powerful that can kind of help you weed out the things that work for you or not. And so write down the things that you need to do every day. Like I said, for me, it's moving it's doing some yoga, it's eating well, it's doing visualizing exercises, just literally sitting and visualizing those feelings and cultivating them in myself and writing. And from that place, when I am a beacon of what I want to feel already, I can take the action steps to do the things that I want to do. And when it comes to action, I want you guys, anybody that's listening right now, Take the action you need to take. Take risks. 
Do the thing you're scared of doing. Do something that you're scared of doing every single day. Not even that you're scared, but do something that you don't think you can do every single day. I've really had to pull from my well of strength this past year because I've done so many things that I didn't think that I could do. And that's how confidence is built by doing something that you don't think that you can do or setting out to do it and then taking the tiny, tiny, tiny baby action steps to do them. That's really what it's all about. That is the key to feeling good. That is the absolute key to life, I think, is to do the things that make you feel the way that you want to feel. And it's never really talked about. And it's not it's not as efforting and as hard as people make it out to seem. But in continuing with the way that you want to feel, you also might need to set up boundaries with other people so that you can do the things that you want to do and need to do. And I want you to do those things that you're scared of. This is your sign that you should be doing those things that you're scared of. Once you do it and you see it's really not that bad, then you're like, well, what else can I do? And then you just turn into this machine of action. And action is the greatest antidote to anxiety. This is coming from one of the most anxious people ever. I do have like a baseline of anxiety and it is totally manageable for me now. It's just part of who I am, that fire that I, that I fuel. Um, it makes me, it keeps me fired up to do things and then to also rest and relax as well, obviously, but do the things, do the things you're scared of, invest, meet people, surround yourself with amazing people to do those things. Don't set up all these crazy goals to do right now. Commit to feeling the way that you want to feel every single day and then take tiny, tiny, tiny action steps. Take an action step move on to the next action step. And you just keep going literally one step in front of the other until you get there. Even if it takes you years to get there, it doesn't matter. The time is going to pass anyway. Once you can see that you are a person that can do those things, people are going to have to get out of your way from how many things you are able to do. And I thought this was going to be a much shorter episode. It's been 45 minutes so far. But I wish you all nothing but the best this coming year. Do what you need to do. Feel the way that you want to feel. Really meditate on that. And I know this is going to be a great year. And this is kind of cool that in podcasts you can have like a record of what you say. And I can't wait to listen to this podcast in a year. And I can't wait for you guys to do the stuff that you need to do to feel the way you want to feel. Happy 2018. Thank you so much for listening to Heart Food Podcast. To find the show notes for this episode, please visit ashleypardo.com. Follow Ashley on Instagram at Ashley K. Pardo. If you like the show, please share it with your family and friends and give us some love by subscribing and giving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes.